Hello and welcome to At Home with Ashley G. I'm Ashley Gronwald, a real estate agent, mother of three, living in Raleigh, North Carolina with my husband Jed. I hope you'll join me as we discuss all things that begin in the home, such as family, marriage, faith, parenting, organizing, and plus a sprinkle of real estate. I look forward to building a community with you as we navigate the joys of owning a home and making it our safe haven for our family. Because home is where it all begins. Hi everyone, it's Ashley Grunwald with Hunter Row Real Estate and I'm joined here by Emily Gray. So Emily, thanks so much for joining me. I'm excited to meet you. Thanks for having me. Anytime I can geek out over strengths finders, I'm ready for it, Ashley. Yay. Well, I was so excited when I was looking at your website and you mentioned woo and I thought you wouldn't know. People just don't use that word unless they That's right. strengths finders. So I was super excited um, to see that you were interested in that. And then when I reached out, you seemed very excited about the topic. So I think we're going to have a lot of fun. So tell everyone, what is the Flourish Market? Because you're the owner, founder. What is it? It's local to Raleigh. And so tell us a little bit more. It is. Well, I hope if you haven't heard of the Flourish Market and you're tuning in, that it becomes like your new favorite place to buy gifts. So we are a women's and gifts boutique located in downtown Raleigh. We're about to celebrate our sixth anniversary, which is crazy. And the cool thing about my shop is when you walk in, you it just looks like a regular boutique um, and you start to see the price points are actually very accessible. But what you'll also see on the tags and on the back of the product boxes are really cool stories. So all of our products have a bigger purpose. So whether it's clothing made by sex trafficking survivors in Nepal, whether it's um, bracelets that go to support childhood cancer research, whether it's bath bombs and bath salts made by people who are differently abled in the southeastern part of the US, everything drives positive social change. And it's fun. It's such a fun job. I get to work with a team of 16. We are gearing up for the holidays in a really big way. And we love what we get to do every day. That's awesome. Well, I've heard about you through a couple different people. So I'm excited to actually get to meet you in person and um, get to know you a little bit better. But I do hope people who are listening, go check out the Flourish Market. Um, I went and spent some time on your website. It's just a lot of fun seeing the different things that you have that support so many great causes and great people. So let's jump into the strength finders because that's something, you know, Enneagram's really popular right now, which are you into that too, or more store, more strength finders? I'm definitely into the Enneagram, but strengths finders was my first ever personality test. So I've always had a special heart for it. Yeah. I was um, brought up with the Myers-Briggs with my mom and then okay. she brought along the strength finder. So that's really deeply rooted in me. And then Enneagram more recently. So since we've said that, what's your Enneagram type? I am an Enneagram three wing four. What about you, Ashley? Same, same. Yes, same Z's. <laughs> That's fun. We'll have to talk more you about get that. me, girl. You get me. Yes, I do. So the strength finders is a little bit different. There's 34 strengths. The way I was always taught is we have all 34 of them, but you can kind of think of them as being in file cabinets and you're sitting at your desk. The top drawer is the easiest to access. So that would be like your top five strength. You easily get into that drawer. But if it's a filing cabinet across the room, you have to get up, go over, pull the drawer out. That might be your bottom five or your bottom 10. So I'm curious, one, how you got involved in this strengths finders. You said it's your first personality assessment. And then I want to hear if you know off the top of your head, your top five. I do. 
I love this. I'm so ready to geek out. Okay. So I was first introduced to Strengths Finders in corporate. So in 2007, so I graduated from college in 2007, took a job directly out of college with the Swiss Investment Bank and was thrown into this team pretty quickly with the site head, helping him just manage all the communications and change management associated with the office. And we were a team, I was definitely by far the youngest on the team. And we did this team building day and we all had to arrive having done our strengths finders test. And I thought it was the coolest thing. I was not mad. I was asked to spend my own personal time like doing this test. And I felt so seen. Yeah. Um, and it, I loved it because as an Enneagram three, Ashley, you'll know this, but we don't love criticism. So we don't like focusing on the negative things. It's very important to us, right? We have to like actively work on being able to accept constructive criticism. Um, so strengths finders being able to really focus in on what we're good at was super helpful. So here are my top five strengths. Okay. Number one in order. Number one is woo. So winning others over. Mm-hmm. Number two is strategic. Mm-hmm. Number three is communication. Number four is maximizer. And number five is achiever. And the thing about that is like you and I are both three wing four on the Enneagram and we only share one of our top five. So wow. which one do we share? Achiever. Okay. And so I think, and you know, the achiever is pretty common. I would think if I were to do research, which I haven't on this, that um, Enneagram three would tend to get that because the three is the performer achiever. That's the title of the three. So that makes sense. But I think what's really cool about that is even though we have the exact same Enneagram type and wing, we have different strengths. Like what's interesting to me is your woo is number one. It's my 34. It is my lowest. Really? How interesting. Exactly. And that's so fun knowing our Enneagram type can be so similar, yet we can be very different when you look at strengths on this assessment. So, and one thing I was going to add to just about the strength finders in general is that there are 34 of these. Like I said, everyone has all of them. We just have them in different varying capacities. Some are easier to um, pull on than others. So for me, you know, my top ones are related to my three Enneagram type, but achiever, competition, discipline, those are pretty three type of um, Enneagram uh, traits. So, you know, if you looked at lots of different people, you would see different traits of the Enneagram. And I, w- I was just saying, you know, for me, my Threeness shows up big time in my top five achiever, discipline, competition. Those are all very three type mm-hmm. of traits. Um, but I have other ones that not necessarily, but those three really help me in business and managing a team because, you know, I'm in sales. So competition is really important. Um, the, the discipline of keeping the, the flywheel is what we call it, you know, going in the sales cycle and then wanting to continue achieving is really important. But when I um, partner up with other people, people who have skills like woo and positivity um, or communication, those are things that I don't have in my top five, 10. And, and it makes the team stronger. Oh my goodness. Because yes. It's amazing. Know, blend us together. And it gives um, language to, like you said, you had maximizer in your top five. My husband has maximizer. 
before I just was like, can you give it up? Like, can we just settle for good? Why does it have to be best or amazing? You know, it's like, can we just go and stay at a hotel? Does it have to be the best hotel that you've ever found and has all these nuances to it? But now it's like, this is Jed using his maximizer strength. So I can either lean into it and enjoy lots of experiences that have been maximized or I can resist it. And then it's just frustrating. So it gives yes. language to each other. But I want to jump in a little bit more about this because I would think this has been super helpful for me in my marriage. It's helpful for me managing a real estate team because it helps me see people's giftings. Same with the Enneagram. But how has it specifically helped you with the flourish market? Mm, I love this question. I'll think of it as a team first. Um, I like to hire people with all different strengths. So it was definitely a big dose of humility going to college and no longer being like top of my class. And I went into a business major where I like I grew up in a small town in Johnson County. You know, I was always um, at the top of my class and um, education and learning came pretty easy for me. Test taking came pretty easy for me. And then to go into college and decide to major in business. Well, I went to a private university where a lot of people were from the Northeast and they just had a lot more business background than me and had learned a lot more, uh, in high school than I had. And so I had a lot of, um, catching up to do, I guess I would say. And I just remember, um, I hated group projects in high school, but then I learned to love them in college. And I saw that different people can bring different things to the table. I wasn't always the best or the rightest, you know, the rightest is not even a word, but you get what I'm saying. So it's definitely um, humbling. And I learned through my job in corporate, the power of team and have taken that into Flourish Market. One way we use Strengths Finders as a team is when we do our quarterly retreats as a team, everyone has to come in actually and um with their strengths finders results just like um we had to in corporate so i do the same thing and what i love is that people actually um feel seen yeah. by it they love to feel seen and i think we all want to be seen for our gifts and what's cool is if people, several people um, have different strengths finders, we get to talk through, well, what makes yours different? In what context do you like it? And we pair it with the Enneagram, Enneagram numbers as well, like you're talking about. Yeah. And um, we're, we're just like asking each other, okay, but how do you feel seen and encouraged as an Enneagram to related to your strengths? Okay. When do you like to use your strengths? When is it stressful for you to use your strengths? And then what are what would be a way that we can encourage you and what ways do you like encouraging others? And so just from a team perspective, I think it's really helpful for people to be seen for where they are and know how they can work together, not in a way that you have to compete um, in, in a negative way, but in a way that we all get to bring our best to the table. And what would you say specifically the flourish market and how your gifts of woo, strategic communication, maximizer, achiever, I mean, achiever makes sense to me. You went out, you had a vision and you executed it. That makes sense to me. Um, what about the, I mean, is woo used to help build the brand and help draw people in, uh, maximize or like, give me examples of what that looks like as a business owner, specifically the flourish market. 
Yes, I love this question. I think woo as a strength can be very dangerous um, because if you can win people over, what are you winning them over to? Yeah. Okay. So it's a very, like several of the other strengths, very powerful, but mm -hmm. can go really wrong for the world and others if you're not using that power, you hold it in your hands and stewarding that well. Um, and so woo for me has actually learned. Uh, has actually looked like listening and listening really well to our customers and what their needs are. And I'm not talking like, do you want like a red jumpsuit or a green jumpsuit for the yeah. holidays? Obviously we ask these questions, but also wondering like, what are your personal struggles? Like, especially in this last couple of years of the pandemic, like what are your struggles? What are you coming up against? And then helping to provide solutions for that so that when I go to win people over, for example, to this last February, we did a Galentine's event where I invited my personal therapist to come and talk about mental health. Wow. I can win people over in a way and showing them this actually matches the hard things you've told me. And that is, it feels very authentic and purposeful and in line with my integrity and values when I'm using that strength. Does that make sense? Yeah. And one thing about the three, too, I think it's our deadly sin is deceit. And so yes. you put deceit next to woo, like you said, could be very dangerous. Could be very um, dangerous. And I think for me, it's like I've got this woo radar. So again, that just stuck out to me when I read that on your website, because I often struggle with that one because I'm like checking what are they winning me over for? Do they want to manipulate me? Um, you know, just that used car salesman kind of feel of being taken advantage of. Yeah. But then also if you have a, it's like with anything, if we're healthy in these strengths, healthy in our Enneagram type, then you can be really powerful and influential yeah. in a positive way. So yes. I, I love to hear that you're, you're aware of the, the pitfall of it. It's like, mm -hmm. yes, these are our 34 strengths, but our greatest strengths can be our greatest weaknesses too. So that's right. And can do a lot of damage in the world at the same time that they can have a lot of do a lot of good. They can also do a lot of damage. And I think that is why, especially when you think about the Enneagram paired up, being in health in your number and what does that look like? Yes, for sure. Now, do you know your bottom? Have you done the full 34 so you know your bottom? I do. do. And it's basically, and I think this will shock people, it is all in the relational uh, square. Right. Okay. And I think this will shock people who know me at least because they would say, Emily's very relational. Yeah. Um, and I am, however, one-on-one -on -one, holding people's hand through an experience or a process, even coaching and, you know, being someone's coach for a year does not come naturally to me. And I actually resist against it because what I do with woo and strategy and communication I actually like to take a back seat and be behind the scenes and drive overall strategy. So I actually on my team have to hire people who live in that relational square and get like a ton of like um, energy and off their extroverted one on one interactions. So in the store, as an example, if we do events, um, a lot of times during the holidays, because I am in the store quite a bit because I do want to see our customers. I'm actually sitting in the back in the stock room. I'll have to take 20 minute breaks at a time where I just stare at the wall or don't do anything because actually one-on-one -on -one interaction that is hard for me and drains a lot of my energy, even though it's like one of honestly my favorite ways to connect with people. Yeah. So I think it's very, um, that was so interesting to me because I have very deep and personable relationships with my closest friends and people in my life and with, with my customers as well. But I have to do it, especially with customers to the flourish market in smaller doses. 
And what I find with playing that role behind the scenes is that I, I'm a community connect, I'm like a connector. So actually behind my store, I also have a women's co-working space for female entrepreneurs. There's 50 of them. And what I find is I don't want to hold their hand every day and, and know what's going on in their life every single day and sit with them each one-on-one. -on -one. Obviously I couldn't do that with 50 people, but I love playing the behind the scenes role of connecting them with other women who do live in that relational square who can like guide them more on a, a, a deeper relationship every day. Yeah. For sure. So are you going to share those? Are you, uh, is it too vulnerable to share those? No, no. So here's everything in the relationship building square. And in general, besides one positivity, that's my number six. Okay. All of these are at the bottom for me. So under the relationship building square, adaptability, connectedness, developer, empathy, harmony, includer, individualization, and relator. So I am a very positive person, but all of these others are at the bottom. And I think that shocks most people. Yes, I think probably as well. But as you, you've got that woo, so that's relational and um, in more influential for sure. And the threeness is so get it done tasks and, you know, you're driving to get things accomplished that it makes sense to me. It totally makes sense. But I think people could be surprised by that because you are so welcoming and you've got mm -hmm. this body language that says, come talk to me. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, mm -hmm. um, that can be draining to you. Yes. And, it's, and, and it is very in order for me to stay authentic and not deceitful. Right. And to live in my truth, I do have to take those books in the back stock room. I have to spend most of my business days more behind the scenes because those relationship building things in that square it feels like a slog, like you were describing earlier. I love that visual of like walking over to the other like file system and pulling out the drawer. It feels like more work to me and it's mm -hmm. worthwhile work, but it's something I need to pace myself on. Right. And I would say, I always say, um, relator is one of my top five and I am cool. like, thank you, Lord, that you gave me a relator because otherwise I would just step all over people because achiever discipline competition, like, I'm just driving tasks. And so thankfully yeah. God was gracious enough to give me um, a, a very personal uh, strength that does help me build relationship and build rapport with people. But it's beautiful. I definitely hire relators. It's one of the yeah. top things I look for. I think it's such a beautiful trait. And it's, it's so funny because I find myself when I meet somebody like that's the first thing I want to do is where do we connect? Like, where do yes. we have a common thread? Is it where we grew up? Is it what we do for a living? Is it how many kids we have season of life, whatever? It's like that relator wants to find the connection and you'll see me, I'll ask you a hundred questions until like, I mean, with you, it was easy. We're both the Enneagram three, four done. You know, it's like, we can relate on that. Um, but it is a, a strength that does help me connect with people as a very task oriented person. So I can totally relate with that. Um, I do have adaptability as a bottom five as well. So I am amazed at my five-year-old daughter. She just broke her arm at, at her birthday party. And I thought oh, my world, no. I felt like my whole world was, you know, tumbling because I have a, a one-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old. And she's like so independent as a five-year-old. And I'm like, oh, we're going to have to go back to helping her out in the bathroom and showers. And it's just going to, you know, selfishly, I just got caught up in that. And she's like the most adaptable person in the world. She's like, it's okay, mom. And she's learning to write with the other hand. And I just thought, 
she's got adaptability in her top five. I would say. Absolutely. Absolutely. She's like, mom, it was a good thing. Cause look how much I can do with my left hand now. And I'm just like amazed because I would have been just stuck in my tracks in that moment if it had happened to me, because I just don't adapt well. And I married a very adaptable husband. I mean, his plans can are so fluid throughout the day. I don't know for you. It's like, if they get off track, I mean, my dentist called and asked if they could cancel my appointment and I cried. I was like, no, I have that appointment on my schedule. And I was just like, no, I made plans around this. I know everything worked around that, um, which is embarrassing that I cried, but I literally did. I was like, no, this is what's on my schedule. It's happening today. So I think it's so powerful when you say things like that out loud, because we all have our moments where we cry or or we get very anxious where other people would never understand that. So some people might be hearing you say that and be like, yeah, that is embarrassing. But some people are like, I'm not alone. Thank God. And I think that's your relator piece. That's the power you have, you know, by putting things out there. I think it was awesome. You said that yeah. I too have cried over an appointment cancellation. Yeah, for sure. And, but again, it's like so powerful to know that about myself so that I can, I remember on my birthday, I told the people that committed to spending my birthday with me, I was like, I'm not adaptable. And so if you don't think that you're going to be able to be at my birthday party, I need to know now because I'm going to be really disappointed if you have to cancel. So I'm holding it to a pretty high standard. If you can't. Or yes like, means yes. Yeah. I need to know it does. And if it doesn't, I need to ask somebody else type of thing. That's right. Because it would rock me. Whereas my husband, he'd be like, no big deal. And I just, so again, it helps me prepare for things. It helps me have be aware about myself with that. To and ask for what you need. It's powerful when women ask for what they need. I love hearing that from you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, and again, I feel like I was partnered with an awesome um, balance to that because I mean, he just, in those moments where I'm just stuck because I'm so unadaptable, he's like, let's just roll with it. And he can, you know, now I have a five-year-old daughter who's pulling me through stuff, which is so It's cool. going to be okay, mom. Look, I can call her with the other hand. Sweet exactly. Girl. Oh my gosh. Yes. Which is so cool. So um, the one thing you mentioned was your, your strength of woo and um, the importance of being authentic with it. Can you give any specific examples or ways people might see that in you or how you use that. I'm just curious because that's what's stuck out to me on your website. Yes. I mean, I definitely use that in the context of my job, winning people over to use their purchasing power for good. So I found out right away um, that I went wrong with marketing when I was initially telling people what not to do, which is incorporate my job as a vice president of change management and communications. And the whole rule is you don't tell people what not to do. You make the invitation of what to do, very exciting, accessible, yada, yada, yada. Okay. So I forgot everything went out the window when I opened my own business. And so instead of saying like, um, Hey, did you know all of your clothes in your, uh, in your closet were probably made in sweatshops by people that weren't paid anything like who can barely feed their families. I don't lead with that. It only took a few weeks to realize, oh, that actually bumps people out. <laughs> so 
So why don't we say, hey, there's this really amazing group of 12 seamstresses in Nepal. They have all been rescued from sex trafficking. You could, you should see the new life. They've all begun. They've gone through healing programs. Now they're making these awesome clothes. Look at these clothes. They're so soft. They like, oh, look at this flattering fit. These will last you for years. They pair really well with skinny jeans and boots. It's going to be four seasons piece. Leading with that. Wow. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so again, it's like, how do I with dignity communicate and win people over in a way that's authentic? Right. Right. Um, and then also one thing I've had to learn with woo is to, um, not just like immediately talk because I, I think too, with the whole achiever compared with woo, um, sometimes we like, if someone asks us a question or something happens to us, we're just like ready to share and talk because we want like our side heard. Mm -hmm. And so actually I'll share something personal. A few years ago, I went through a divorce. And so people would see me in the store, not wearing my ring. And I obviously have a public platform and I hadn't mentioned anything about that. And that actually felt so hard for me because mm -hmm. I felt like, um, Oh, people, um, they're curious and I want to be able to like let them know these things, but also I'm still healing yeah. and I don't need to win them over to anything. Um, you know, mm -hmm. with divorce and things like that, it's like tricky and people always feel like, Oh, there must be something crazy, a crazy story there and let me choose sides. And it actually wasn't like that in my yeah. instance. And so being able to like hold my tongue until I was able to process myself and then I was ready to um, talk about my experience in a way that actually was not revealing any details, but in a way that I could tell people, if you're going through a hard time right now, you're not stuck in the valley. My pastor Lisa told me that the other day, you're not stuck in the valley, you're walking through. And where I could paint hope for anyone going through dark time and anxiety and situational depression, that felt like the appropriate way to use woo for me personally, but also like from a business platform perspective as well. I wrote a long blog post, um, sent it out to our email list through the Flourish Market because in many ways I'm the face of the business. And so wanted to let people know what had been going on and thank them for their support during a really hard time. Um, and yeah, I think it just goes back to that same principle of like, I've been given these gifts and these strengths and how can I steward them for good? That's awesome. Yeah. And I would think too, just like, how you were saying some of these relational strengths are at the bottom. So they're a lot harder to, to draw on. I think of empathy as one of them. Like I don't have that in my, that's in my bottom, bottom, you know, filing mm -hmm. my mother-in-law has it probably as her top one. And so there's a disconnect wow. there for us because I want to go fix the problem, achieve, you know, um, get something accomplished and offer solutions solutions and like mm -hmm. your strategy uh, let's figure out something and, and and that's our freeness but we do have that four wing which helps us enter Feel. into some deeper stuff that we may not yeah. enjoy going down into but that empathy is really challenging for me because i just i don't want to go into that that pain i'm like if I come down with you, we're going to go down together and I want to help pull you up. So I've got mm -hmm. some strategies. I've got ideas to help us move forward. And again, this is the beauty of it. It's, it's not, I mean, I think it can be insensitive and I'm sure you've been insensitive with it in the past, but it's like, it's more of me leaning into my strength, which is solutions. Let's get out of this versus leaning into one of my very low bottom rung strengths which I just don't have a lot of 
grit with and instead going where I'm gifted and helping that person maybe pull out. But I do think, you know, sitting with that person in the pain, it takes a lot of effort for us, Mm -hmm. like a lot of energy to hold our tongue and not to have our brain going a million different directions of how can we get out of here versus just wallowing in this really deep emotional pain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. It became easier for me to hold space for people when I went through such trauma in my life through my divorce. And, um, and just in people's reactions, just like everything that happens when something happens in someone's life that maybe people didn't expect. Um, and I felt how powerful it was for people to hold space for me. And so sometimes I'm able to easily do that for people. Sometimes I'm not. And so with a couple of friends, I'm just not good at that. And so we share a friend group. There's six of us. And I say, okay, when you're ready to talk about next steps, FaceTime me. I'm your girl for that. But Joy's your girl for this you know, and to hold space for as long as you need it. I think that's just, again, how we're all differently made. um, And we get to like play different roles. Yeah. Well, I've so enjoyed this time and it goes so fast. Maybe one more question just around the communication piece. I'm assuming, and you correct me if I'm wrong, how is that, is that communicating the message of the flourish market and helping these underprivileged or victims of sex trafficking or whatever, like getting that message out. Is that what you, how you've used communication? I think I've used it a couple different ways. I think one way I've used communication is to um, really hone into how to, with dignity, talk about the people who produce our products Mm -hmm. um, and to be able to, um, yeah, put words to that that are appropriate for each brand and experience folks have walked through. I think another way is just I talk about hard things out loud. Um, so I'm really big on talking about anxiety and depression and mm-hmm. stress and hard things that you go through in life. And I think being able to put words to that through my business, but also my personal platform um, is a way that I hope is helpful to others. And then I just think from a team perspective um, and even to from a customer's perspective, I've, I've gotten a lot of feedback on when the pandemic hit, just how I was a good communicator and they've appreciated my post of like, hey, we don't know what we're going to do yet. Or like, when we reopen, hey, this is going to feel weird to many of you. Here's what you can expect when you walk in our store. Here's what we're going to tell you. Here's how you may feel. Others may feel this way. And just trying to communicate um, all potential lived future experiences to people, I hope has been helpful. Um, at least I've heard it has been. Um, yeah, what a wild year we walked through when we really had to really rely on our strengths. And it's felt like grit to use all of them, actually. Yes. <laughs> and so just because... I'm a glutton for this. What about Maximizer? Can you give an example of how you use Maximizer? Yep. Maximizer. I do not like starting things from scratch in corporate. I never wanted to start a presentation from scratch. So I have a few folks on my team who love starting things from scratch. Shout out to Jesse, our chief of vision execution. So if I have an idea, I'm like, okay, you take it and run for the next week. Let's meet again on Tuesday. It's 90% of the, 90% there and I'll finesse it a little bit. So that's how I use it a lot at work. That's such a good example. And I see that with my husband. It's like, I see it as critical because I'll come with an idea, a vision, a picture. And it's like, well, we could do this, this, and this. And I think you, if you don't have language for it, you feel attacked. Like you're throwing me the negatives. And instead he's saying, great, but here's something even more, or instead of but, and we could do X, Y, Z. So 
his dreaming just becomes bigger and bigger. So that's so cool to see that in the maximizer in you and just that you know that you don't want to start from scratch and some people do they want that blank canvas to paint and then nothing stresses me out more than a blank canvas or a blank white page with a blinking cursor that is so stressful to me <laughs> right you want to take something that's already good and then make just it polish it up a little bit yeah, yeah that's so cool well thank you for your time how can people get in touch with you and find out more about the flourish market Yes. So we love to throw down on Instagram and the glory of Instagram is we've got our link tree. So everything is linked there. So you can find us on Instagram and at the flourish market. And in our bio, you will see my Instagram account linked there at Emily Gray underway. And in our link tree, you'll find all the, the links to shop. And if you don't want to get out of your house or drive downtown, I promise it is really easy, but we do curbside pickup. You can drive right into our spot, but we also have 295 flat rate shipping Go check us out. Keep us in mind when you have to send a gift. We're just about as easy of a button as uh, Amazon. We handwrite your note, um, stick it right in the mail. And it's a really, really cool way to use your purchasing power for good. So what would be your favorite thing right now that you're that somebody could go on the website and buy right now as a Christmas gift or a birthday gift coming up? That's on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot. Can you we have $30 gift bundles. I love it. I love everything. But I'm like, oh my, God, like, oh my gosh, we have so many cool new brands right now. But if you want a true easy button, we have $30 gift bundles um, that come in cute little boxes with crinkle paper. So you're essentially paying $30 and then $2.95 flat rate shipping for us to handwrite the note at checkout. So we've got stuff for babies, uh, teens for graduation or celebrating a milestone. And they're all themed. So healthcare heroes or, you know, breakup bundle or you had a bad day or self-care, new mama. Um, it is so easy to gift well and to gift in a meaningful way and to gift with power by using those bundles. And you can add on things if you want to. If you want to give someone a 40 or $50 gift, you can go to our $20 and under section and just add stuff in and we'll add it into the box. There's no, there's no better easy button on the internet. I'm here to tell you. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, thank you so much. I'm sure we'll go and check that out. And um, I so enjoyed our conversation about strengths. I hope people go and take the the test because it is a fun conversation piece. And I hope to get to talk with you again, Emily. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ashley. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you for joining me today. And if you connected with something that was said, I hope you will share this with a friend, subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for sharing this journey with me at home where it all begins. <laughs>